0: Well, hey there, skinny peeps. Welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. I have missed our time together. I cannot believe looking at the calendar that oh, the last episode Um, that I recorded was on the 4th of July. So it has been two full months since we have been together and I have so missed our time together. I guess life just caught up with me this summer with kids at home and um, just so much going on with camps and vacations and it was a wonderful summer but I am glad to be back. My plan was never to be gone this long but Here we are. I am back. We are back. We are back on the road to Jericho, okay? If you guys remember, that is our series that we are in right now, the road to Jericho. We are working our way through the first six chapters of the book of Joshua. In our last episode, we rounded out chapter one. And today we are going to be walking through chapter two, all right? So um, with that said, if you guys, if there's anybody here who is new to the Skinny with Jesus, I am so glad you're here. My name is Bevin Caramello. I am your hostess. I like to say I am your favorite Jesus girl, because that's what I am, um, and um Oh, and I also want to give a shout out to one of my oldest friends in the whole world. We've been friends since the sixth grade. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Jenny Brown. All right. Um, I think that's about it. The date today is September the 5th, 2019. All right. Let's get to it. Joshua chapter 2. I'm going to start us off in verse 1. And I am... um, going to just read it through here. So if you don't have your Bible in front of you, that's okay. I'll read the scripture. But if you've got your Bible with you, turn to Joshua chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 1. Okay. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Okay. I got to pause right there for just a second. I mean, um, there is so much there just in that first verse that I feel like we just can't even try to um, begin to imagine how these spies ended up at the house of a prostitute. There's so many unknowns just in one verse. Um, What in the world led them to this house of a prostitute? I mean, there's a lot of different theories. The truth is we really We don't know. We don't know if they went there because they knew there was just a good place to hide, if it was in a shady part of town. I mean, we don't know. could have been because um, they knew her house was up against the wall of the city and it'd be easy to escape if they had to. Um, I personally believe that God led them there, that God knew Rahab's heart. I think he is in all the details and his plan all along was to save Rahab and her family through what we are going to see was her act of courageous obedience. Let's keep going. Okay, verse two. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had actually taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men sent out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Okay, that's the end of verse seven. Let's sit tight right there for a minute. So you guys, Rahab could have been killed for lying to the king about the men being in her house. I mean, she could have been killed if the king found out that they were really there. This is a huge step for her. This was a very courageous act. Um, she risked her life. Okay, pick it up with me in verse eight. It says, before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven, above and on the earth below. Okay heard that last statement right there verse 11 for the lord your god is god in heaven above and on the earth below wow i just love rahab's faith here i mean I, just hearing of what god had done for his people for the israelites as they were fleeing egypt was enough for her to believe that he was god she didn't even see it she wasn't a part of it but she had heard how that how god had led his people out of egypt and and parted the Red Sea so that they could cross cross over on dry land. And then the victory that they had given, that God had given them uh, against the, the people who lived east of the Jordan, they had already conquered those people. And the Amorites that lived east of the Jordan, and just hearing it, she believed this has to be God. Only God could do those things. And I love this because right here we see why she risked her life. Why she risked her life in this, in this situation by lying to the king. She feared this God. She feared the one true God more than she feared the king. John 20, verse 29, Jesus tells us, he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who haven't seen and yet have still believed. That was Rahab. That was Rahab. She believed in a God she had never seen. She'd never encountered. She hadn't witnessed these miracles, but she knew that these men had. And she wanted the God that they knew. Okay, verse 12 says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death you guys this this was my favorite two verses i think of the whole chapter Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family. She's not just thinking of herself. She's thinking of her entire family here. She realizes that if God gave them victory over the Amorites east of the Jordan, she knows that God, the same God, is going to give them victory over Jericho. And she's not just concerned for her own life. She's concerned for her entire family's life. She says, give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them. She said, my nieces and my nephews, everybody in my family, give us a sign that you will save us from death. You guys, what jumped out at me here, I think why these were my favorite two verses in the chapter is because it. It really struck me that Rahab's act of courageous obedience saved her entire family, and it changed the entire trajectory of her life and theirs. They all would have been wiped out. But because she had this fear of a God, she didn't quite know. She didn't quite understand. She changed the life, the lives of everyone she loved most. That is that is a powerful act. One act of courageous obedience did all of that. You guys skip ahead with me just a few pages to Joshua chapter six. We're going to be looking at Joshua chapter six and studying it uh, more in depth later on in our series. But for right now, I just want us to look at Joshua chapter six, verses 24 and 25, where we see what happens after the Israelites move in and, and, and take over Jericho and they conquer Jericho. It says, verse 24, then they burned the whole city and everything in it, but they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she had hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. Here it is. This is big. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. Wow. You guys, she saved her entire family. They were the only ones spared. And then they got a whole new life among God's people. So this got me thinking about my own life. Always looking at places in scripture um, that God is using to convict me personally. And I got to thinking, you know what act of obedience is God asking of me today? So I'm asking you the same question. What act of obedience is God asking of you today? Maybe it's volunteering at a local shelter or a local food bank. That thing that's been nagging at you, it won't go away, it's on your heart, this place to serve. Maybe it's choosing to take that bold step of forgiveness, to forgive the one who wronged you and and trust God to deliver justice on your behalf, recognizing that you don't have to deliver the justice, that he knows every wrong that's been done to us, and he promises eternal justice for his children. Maybe it's an adoption, or maybe it's an obedience to go on a mission trip that really scares you, the idea of going to that certain place or to that certain people. Uh, Maybe it's as simple as going back to church. Maybe you've just been away for way too long and God's calling you back into community, back into fellowship, that place where iron sharpens iron. Don't trivialize any act of obedience, no matter how small it may seem. We just never know what God has in store for us when we when we step out in faith and we trust him, trusting him leads us to obeying him. And I love um, what one author, Said, I read it a long time ago, that obedience to God will always mean his very best for us. Obedience to him always means his very best for us. I love First Corinthians 2, 9. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived of what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, I just love that verse. You guys, look at Matthew chapter one, verses five and six. Okay, let me turn there. This is the lineage of Christ, okay? Matthew, first thing he does um, in the, the gospel of Matthew is he lays out the lineage of Christ, proving that Jesus is in fact the Messiah. He traces him all the way back to Abraham, okay? And um, all the way back to King David, he's, he's showing that Christ fulfilled the prophecies of, of the lineage that he was supposed to come from, that the Messiah had come, okay? Look at chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. It says, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Ruth. Ruth was um, a Moabite woman who came over with her mother-in-law, Naomi, okay? And it says, uh, and it goes on, it says, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Okay. Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Do you see that? Boaz, the father of o- Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. Okay. For those of you who can't do it super fast in your head, like me, I had to write it down to figure out exactly who that means Rahab was. You guys, Rahab, would that was King David's great-grandmother. Rahab, the former prostitute that we just read about that hid the spies, Joshua's spies, she ended up going on, she continued to live with the Israelites. She ended up, she was the great-grandmother of King David. Isn't that amazing? I guarantee, no, no mind had, had conceived of what God had prepared for Rahab, who loved him. No mind had conceived of that. There is no way that that her friends or her family had ever even considered or that, that someday Rahab would be the great-grandmother of the king of the Israelites, one of the greatest king who ever lived, Rahab, the former prostitute of whom the Messiah would be a direct descendant of. I guarantee no mine, not hers, and definitely not those who knew her well, right? Not her family, not her friends. Not the other prostitutes, not the people who looked down on her, had ever conceived of what God had prepared for Rahab, this prostitute who loved him. You guys, Rahab risked it all for a God she barely knew. She had only heard of his power, how he had parted the Red Sea, and how he was giving victory to his people— And she wanted him. She wanted to know that God. She wasn't going to let her past mistakes define her. The things that other people said about her. There was a God waiting for her with open arms. And when we run to the arms of that father, there is forgiveness waiting for us. Grace waiting for us. Mercy, love, compassion waiting for us. There was forgiveness waiting for Rahab. So how will knowing God, the same God who delivered Rahab and her family, the same God who parted the Red Sea, the same God who gave his only son, for you and for me. How will knowing God change your life? How will it change the lives of your family and your friends? See, we just never know how one simple act of courageous obedience, done in faith and submission, to an all-powerful God could be the one act that changes everything. Let's pray. Father God, we praise you. Um, We praise you for being a loving God. A God who has plans and purpose and redemption for his people. Lord, um, I pray that you would give us hearts that are willing to risk everything to know you, to be near you, and to obey you. Lord, I thank you for each person listening to this episode today. I pray that you would bless them deeply, Lord, that you would um, draw near to them, that they would feel your presence, and that they would know you more fully, Lord. I thank you for this time together, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Thank you for being here today. I'm so glad you tuned in. For those of you who haven't found us on Facebook yet, I would love to connect with you there. Just search The Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and then add yourselves there. All are welcome. Feel free to invite a friend or two. Um, And as you guys know, in the meantime, until we are back here again, I will be praying for you and yours. Bye now.